to the Homeschool Works podcast, the show where we break down the research from the fields of neuroscience, psychology, and education to give you tangible takeaways to power your homeschool. I'm Katherine Gomes, a second-generation homeschooler and author of Apologia's Exploring Creation with Mathematics program, and I'm joined by my mom, Dr. Deborah Bell, an author, speaker, educational psychologist, and homeschool guru. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Well, if you're like me, you are about to start a new school year, or maybe you've already started. Well done, you. (laughs) And one thing I have learned is that when we start a new school year, we will have lost some ground over the summer. This is commonly referred to as summer slide. So I sat down with my mom. We made a quick skinny episode for you about how you can address summer slide most effectively. Before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to say that one thing I am most excited about for this upcoming school year is that my kids will be taking a full year course at AIM Academy this year. This is our first time supplementing uh, one of our kind of core subjects with an online class. If you are looking for a full year, semester long, or seven week mini course, go check out the offerings at deborahbell.com. They have so many great options. Okay, let's jump in. So we are at a point in the year with a huge transition. I was just talking about this with some of my homeschooling friends, just what a page turn it can be from the relaxed schedule and the summertime uh, fun to school and starting another school year. I feel like this is when my year-round friends really kind of like (laughs) are in a position of strength. And those of us who did less than we expected over the summer can feel a little bit panic sometimes. So we want to talk about summer slide and how to address it and how to sort of reset after a summer off if you did take a summer off. Kate, why don't we start by just explaining what summer slide is and is it actually a thing? Yeah, absolutely. So summer slide is a term that is used for the ground that students often lose academically uh, over the summer. Do you want to add anything to that, Mom? Well, I think you were the one who did a dive into the research. It makes sense to me that students would lose ground academically over the summer if nothing's being done to have them practice their skills in the same way that if you're a serious athlete and you take three months off, there would be attrition. Uh, What did you see in the research? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, you know, all the research I found is for traditionally schooled children. And so a lot of it does apply to homeschoolers, but then also there's a good bit that maybe doesn't, but it's primarily in skills and specifically reading and math. And that's definitely where I see it in my kids and, you know, with my friends' kids. So a lot of kids will lose ground in their either reading comprehension, their reading fluency, and they also lose even more ground in math typically. Um, Differences are found depending on what type of summer you had and what type of learning um, environments you had. I mean, a lot of the research is around like uh, access to different type of educational activities. I was encouraged though um, to see some of the research on just summer learning being a different type of learning And to remember that even if my kids lost ground in the reading level or their math facts, 
we did learn in other ways. Um, we take off the summer because I need the break, but we've been at the library for a science program. That's been wonderful. My kids have been reading for hours. Uh, it's just not school books. It's books of their own choosing. So I think it is good to sort of acknowledge, okay, learning looked different. We're transitioning back to a more structured type of learning, but let's not dismiss some of the great learning opportunities we had with that looser schedule. And do you think kids maybe show more attrition in math because, you know, reading for pleasure over the summer is probably pretty common with most kids. And I'm just wondering, most kids are probably not doing math problems the way that they're reading independently. Yeah, I think a lot of our listeners probably are like me. And in May and June, we said, we're going to do a little bit of math, (laughs) you know, once a week, or I actually said we were going to do math through the summer. And then somehow, you know, another summer goes by where um, it's just hard because the schedule, like one of my friends talking about how the schedule is just different every week during the summer. So it's very hard to have a routine. And normally a month in, I sort of find myself wondering, why did I want a routine? You know? So yeah, we haven't, you know, you're not doing math. And I, I loved earlier, you kind of drew a parallel to sports. I think that's just one of the best analogies to think about this. We are out of shape after a summer of not doing math. It doesn't mean that it's not going to come back. It doesn't mean that we've necessarily lost our ability, but we're out of shape and we're going to need to get back in shape before we can expect like the level of performance that we had in May, for example. So seems like you have been addressing this because you've been aware of this issue. I mean, what are you planning on doing? Yeah, I have kind of three strategies um, that I hope are helpful to share. The first is you just got to acknowledge it. You know, if you think your kids lost ground in math and reading or a different skills, I think it really helps to acknowledge that as the homeschooling parent and to set that expectation. And then I just talk about it with my kids. I also always directly address it with my co-op students. So I just sent them a welcome video, the kids that will be in my class this September. And in addition to telling them, you know, what calculator to buy and that they had homework, you're welcome. I also said, look, this is going to feel a little bit like jumping into a cold lake. Like you have probably not been doing math and just be prepared to be a little frustrated, to not remember things, don't panic. And that right there kind of takes like the mass, you know, the worst part of it away that kids aren't like, I forgot everything. Like you didn't forget everything. You just haven't done it for a while. Kind of like. Yeah. I think bringing that sports analogy to the students too is, would probably be helpful because I think kids have this expectation that once I've learned something, I should always know it. And the fact that they have attrition in something like math as a result of being focused on other things in the summer um, is naturally going to cause them to lose ground or I think it's, they're losing ground in terms of their fluency, in terms of their speed and their recovery, how fast you can get back to it. Um, In the same way, I know you were talking about um, how happy you were that you were able to recover some of your French fluency when you were talking with your sister-in-law's relatives who speak French, right, Katie? And you, but at first it was very awkward to start using that language again, because I'm assuming that you don't speak French in your daily life, 
regularly now. That's another great um, example. So if you think about sports or if you think about foreign language fluency, for me personally, it normally takes me about two weeks to get back in shape. Uh, Weirdly, it's the same whether it really is running (laughs) and I'm getting back into athletic shape or it's uh, one of the languages I've learned or it's math. I kind of give myself or I give my kids a two-week, like, this is about how long you should expect it to be difficult. I used to get so frustrated, you know, as a French student, people would always say, use it or lose it, use it or lose it. And that was just so discouraging because I think it was unsustainable to be using my French when I didn't need it throughout the year. But kind of what I developed was a strategy where I would backtrack two weeks from when I was going to need it. Let's say I was going to go to Paris or I knew I was going to be hanging out with some friends and I wanted to speak French and I would start watching the news in French, listening to me, like just start getting the sounds in my head because I didn't want the getting back in shape phase to happen in Montreal. I wanted it to happen before so I would be in somewhat good shape. I think it's the same thing. Um, you know, as, as parents are thinking about going back to, to a new school year, I think it's helpful to try to address summer slide separate from starting the new books. So you, I think it's really great if you can backtrack two weeks and do two weeks of math games to get your facts up to speed or um, review some reading or doing some reading aloud just to get the skills sharpened so that you're not jumping in day one with new content and you're also kind of out of shake academically. I think that is a very profound insight that you've had, Kate. And I even wonder about the value of going back to last year's math book and just flipping through it and talking with your child about, hey, let's see how much, what did we learn last year? Do you remember this? What do you remember about this? Um, Have you ever tried anything like that? Absolutely. I mean, that I love that strategy because it, it's so simple. You already have the book, right? Because it's from last year and it can jog their memory. If it doesn't jog their memory, you know what to review. You know, if you're looking at third grade math and it's like the multiplication feels like we never learned this, you know, that's your first subject to play some games in. I was even thinking this with history. I know that's a content area, but we're doing history in a way that builds. I think many other people might be doing the same thing. So I want to make sure we go back and look at the last few chapters of our U.S. history book last year, because then we're jumping in to the, you know, the second volume. And I don't really, I'm like, what were we learning before? You know, it feels like a long time ago for me. So. I think what's important about your uh, insight there and your uh, practice of reviewing previous year's work is it's really important for kids to feel successful in school. I mean, how they um, feel about their chances of success or their expectation of being successful or their experience of being successful in school is pretty critical to their sustained motivation. So I do think what we're talking about today is not just a good idea or a cool tip. I think it's pretty crucial to having a great school year. Absolutely. I think, you know, when I became a public school teacher, we read some books and did some research on the importance of beginnings for kids and how they start the year. And for whatever reason, that really stuck with me as a teacher, but then as a homeschooler, 
I really try to shape our beginning so that it's it's positive. I, re- I really try to make sure we have all our books, even though mm. that takes a lot of planning and expense and you know it's an investment. I, I think sometimes when I see parents who have a bit of more of a bumpy start, I mean, it's, it's not to judge in any ways, but I think sometimes they don't realize the impact the bumpy start can have on their child's learning specifically. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we can even dive into that more in a future episode, but I think just the takeaway here is planning to regain that ground is going to, you know, it's going to be a worthwhile investment, even if you pause starting your new stuff and take a few weeks just for the review and the regaining of the content that was already learned, in the end, you know, you'll make up that time. That's all we have for you today. You can find my mom, Dr. Deborah Bell at DebraBell.com. And you can find Catherine on Facebook at Catherine M. Gomes or on Instagram as Homeschool Math Mom. Her math books and my homeschool planners are available at Apologia.com. If you have a moment, please review our podcast wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. It makes a big difference in other homeschoolers finding us. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you've got this.